This is Michael Felker. And this is Joy Richman. And, and where would, would you like, like to try, try again? again? And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Inside Your Head. your head this is nasty neil and i'm joined by liza colby of the liza colby sound who's in the airport right now it's very cool that's right here. what's up neil how you doing i'm very good thanks so awesome. you're on your you're on your way to europe for a european tour that's uh, that's, that's pretty right. exciting yeah six weeks on the road so i'm literally sitting at security waiting for charlie my drummer and yeah that's what's going on in our world Mm-hmm. So you've been there before. Um, is there any yeah. difference? Is there a difference in the audience when you're performing uh, for the crowds in Europe? You know, the biggest difference is just that uh, right now, I mean, I don't know, at least from the past three tours that I've done, the European audiences just really appreciate music. And it seems like uh, all of this, it's just a little easier to tour in Europe. You know, you get guarantees, they put you up in a hotel. You'll be in the middle of nowhere in Europe and people come out to see you. That's just not the case in the States when people don't know a new band. They just aren't that likely to go out. And that's quite the opposite in Europe. And everybody's really enthusiastic and just stoked that you would come all that way, play their city, and are just huge fans of rock and roll. So it's a real privilege to be doing this along with just, you know, it really stokes the fire of being a traveling musician because you have that to look forward to in every city. Yeah, definitely. How important is that in modern day to be uh, to travel and, and uh, do live performances for a musician? You know, I don't know. I don't think that there is because with the arts, there is not a formula to getting to whatever you would think as being successful. So I think that this is one of the ways to do it. You know, some people don't like being on the road. I know friends of mine and bands who don't like to tour and they would prefer being in the studio and that's totally cool. We are all big advocates of being on the road because we like to get out there and we love playing. Playing live is kind of the meat and potatoes of our band and what we enjoy doing. So it just um, turned out being the route we ended up taking because it works for us. Yeah. Watching your videos, that really comes through. You're very powerful on stage, and you also, I mean, it's a very powerful stage presence and performance, and it, you can definitely tell that, you know, you can really feel the emotion from you, uh, even just through the video. Yeah. What, oh, did you, sorry, that's all right. I was just asking, did you always have the, the confidence to perform on stage like that? Yeah, I mean, I've been performing since I was a little girl. Both my parents are musicians, so, um, I've really always been a ham for attention and a sucker for a stage. My mom tells the story of me being a little girl and pre-verbal dancing on the coffee table to jazz a la mode in front of my 
dad and her and putting on a show. So I've always been a showman, if you will, or showwoman, if you will. Yeah, I really enjoy doing it. Yeah. Were they supportive and you wanted to become a musician? Yeah, definitely. Um, they were practical in the sense of saying, you know, you should be sure that you want to do this because it is a, like, man, if you can't live without it, then that's what you have to do. So here I am. Yeah. Have they, have they seen uh, you live? Yes. Many times. Yeah. Is that, is that weird at all? Knowing your parents are in the crowd? Not at all. No, it's huh. like I, the only thing uh, sometimes that I get a little uh, in my head about is just uh, what are they going to say after? Because my parents aren't, um, they only give compliments if they really feel that way. Right. So then I can tell you, <laughs> hey, this, this is, yeah, I got you. Right, right, yeah. right. So, so it just what, makes you want to, like, really, I better really be going for it. You know, can't, I never do phone it in, but like when my parents are there, I'm just like, oh man, they'll smell the bullshit a mile away. <laughs> So when you are torn, do you get a chance to see like the area you're in or is it primarily you go to the gigs and you perform? You know, I try and wake up and see as much of each city that I possibly can in the morning. And aside from that, it's just a pretty serious tour schedule where we're just like a city and then you drive and then you're in another city. So we're never really anywhere for more than a day. But we definitely do, you know, you get to see places, but it's a different way to travel. It's not like you're on vacation and taking in the sites and have all day to do these things. So you, you just got to make time for it. If that's what you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was in London for the first time uh, last year and I thought the food was really good. I know a lot of people say like European food, well, not necessarily European, but English food's not good, but uh, I disagree. I thought it was very good. Yeah. I've only been to London twice and I also had a re- the same experience. I really enjoyed my food there, but yeah. I love to eat. So I do too. <laughs> yeah. With- which is evident for my pictures, but <laughs> so you said that you were there with uh, with Charlie, uh, the drummer. Uh, yep. Uh, how how did the band form? Did you guys all know each other before you got together? No, we didn't. My husband, who was then my boyfriend, this was over ten years ago, was good friends with our original guitar player Adam Ross, who's Charlie's brother and Alex's best friend. And he handed off some of my music to Adam and was like, you should check my girlfriend out. I really, you know, I've been watching you guys play forever and I feel like you'd make really good music together. And he kind of rolled his eyes like, here's another dude, you know, trying to pawn off his girlfriend's music on me and then ended up liking it. So um, I talked to Adam on the phone and in a phone call, I got Adam, Charlie and Alex. And then we were trying to figure out, like, what the next step was. And Binky Griptight, who played for Sharon Jones and the Daphne for, for a really long time, I was working with him. He was kind of mentoring me. And he brought me in the studio. I was just like, I would just love if you were there with me just to help out and check these guys out with me. And that was it. You know, the Lies of Colby Sound was formed. Charlie actually named the band. And we've been a band ever since. Yeah. How did, how did that change you as an artist when you find like a band to play with? You know, it's, I'm, I've always wanted to be in a band. That was something growing up. That was something that I would see, like, you know, like you see the Beatles or you see the Stones and then you see, I don't know, Captain Beefheart, Jimi Hendrix, like lesser known throughout, but it's just the camaraderie of a band was always something that I wanted to be a part of. It's really special to be making art with a bunch 
of people that you trust. And as it evolves, you grow together. It's, I mean, like, honestly, it's one of the most intimate relationships I've ever had with this band because we're so close and we've been through so much together. Mm-hmm. So, who writes, yeah. I'm going, sorry. Uh, who writes the music? We all do. I mean, it depends. Like, a lot of times we'll be in the rehearsal studio and just jamming and a song comes out that way. I also write at home and we'll, like, bring a melody to the guys and they'll write around it or I'll come up with, like, basic chords on guitar or piano and do it. Or I'll be writing with Alec, you know. It's it's a, a bunch of different... We don't really have a set way, which I think has helped us because we're just open to being able to write in a bunch of different environments and not be tethered to anything, which I think is, has been helpful throughout the years because we can just... Inspiration strikes or you're not inspired and you're still able to, to make make art which is what you know we need to do as artists like your job as an artist is to be creating mm-hmm. did your did you the actual sound of your music change when you guys formed the band like if yeah. i heard like a song from you before and song now would it be similar or different yes very much so it really started where it was more soul driven and i was always kind of looking for something and i didn't know what and hearing the guys really pushed it into a heavier rock which was like i don't know why it had never dawned on me because i'm such a fan of rock and roll to to just go full in it because it my voice fits really well in there and yeah then naturally the music changed it became heavier and and just more psychedelic and uh yeah it's just been like a, a real evolution of the sound over, I mean, 10 years, like December is our 10 year anniversary as a band. So it's like there has been a serious evolution of the sound. Yeah. Uh, I, for people who are listening and haven't heard you before, well, you could just go and listen to you, but how would you explain yeah. your sound? You know, it is a classic four piece rock band. We're talking bass, drums, guitar, and vocals. And the cool thing about a classic four piece is that everybody does what they are you know, best that you just come in and you really play those roles and dig into them. And then we have been compared to like Tina Turner fronting Led Zeppelin or Humble Pie. So I think that when you see us, you really feel that there's like a rawness and a femininity, but it's also really, really powerful and undeniably rock and roll. Yeah, I agree with that. It's very powerful. And not to sound like a creep or, or to get your, your husband mad at me, but you're <laughs> you're also you're also very sexy on stage. Yeah. And it's not just that because the uh, you're a great singer and the, and the music is great, so it's a complete package, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And sexuality and music have been, you know, hand in hand since the beginning of time. So that's the line I ride always. Yeah. Is there a balance there, or is it you just see it as like this is all one thing—the music and you know and your performance and how you look and everything? Yeah, it's all one thing. I mean, I don't think um, the two need to be. You know, they are together. They're separate sometimes. I don't think that one defines the other. It just, yeah. it just is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So you guys, you guys' album, your first album, "Object to Impossible Destination," uh, came out yeah. earlier this year. Uh, how That's has that right. been received? I think it's been received really well, and we're just really proud of it because it's our first full-length record. We did three EPs previous to this record, and um, you know we're just stoked because it's a real project. It's a piece of work that feels I don't, like exactly who we are right now. I've never been more proud of our writing and more proud of the sound and the recording. So 
just kind of sets the table for our next record, you know, which hopefully yeah. will be in the studio in December recording once we get back from this tour. Yeah. When you're putting together an album, do you are each is each song written specifically for that album? Like, no. Is there... No. We write and then you kind of, I mean, these songs work together and we have songs mm-hmm. that we wrote a really long time ago, like Oh Baby is an older song of ours. So it's just what feels the best for, for the project. And these songs felt the best together. Like yeah. they, they were meant to be together. Is it hard to, to find the right order for, to put them in the tracks? You know, I leave that to Alec. Alec is an audiophile and is so good at set lists and so good at making the, you know, like a, the journey of listening to a record. Yeah. So we really all of us lean on him for that. And he like when when he's thinking of the song order, he's also thinking about like the experience of actually like the vinyl. So like what it's going to be like when you're listening to side A and then what will be on side B and what yeah. that means. And it's really, it's really cool. I like it. And yeah. I feel I, after listening to the record the whole way through, it's like, man, he nailed it. He really nailed the running order of this record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is important. Even I was going to say when you put, to, when you used to put together a, a mixtape, but that's going to make me sound very old because people <laughs> probably don't know what a mixtape is, but, but the order, the order is important because you want, you know, a flow in, uh, in what you're listening to. Totally. And I mean, it's kind of the thing that makes it all, I mean, this is, we're in a very, albums are certainly coming back, but it's a single, it's kind of like a single world right now. And not that there's, I mean, I'm a song, I get song obsessed, but it's really nice to hear the thought process of an artist, like of of the band, to hear where this whole body of work goes and the like ebb and flow of the record and, and, I, I think you can only get that from listening to the full, to the full record in its entirety. Yeah. Now, um, how physically demanding it, it is going on tour? Cause uh, you're giving your all when you're performing and then you're going to town to town. It is really physically demanding. Um, you know, and I certainly do not hold back nor do the guys. So what I do is, I mean, like, I'm not a big partier at all on the road. It's really all about just making sure I'm as healthy as I can to give myself the best shot at feeling my absolute best. I just said best so many times, but like on the road, because you're just dealing with so many different things. You're dealing with different environments. You're different dealing with different, like, uh, the weather changes from country to country, the water changes from country to country, and then you're just really pushing your body physically. So, I mean, I honestly, it's like I look at it kind of like I'm an athlete. Like, it's just about really taking care of myself, making sure I'm hydrated, making sure I'm eating as well as I can, not succumbing to, like, just being, you know, that I'm away from home, so I'll just kind of, like, let myself mm-hmm. black off. I, I really do. I try to still... I work out when I'm on the road. I have all sorts of like (laughs) witchy, my mom homeopathic remedies with me to make sure that if I feel a cold coming on, I can nip it in the butt as soon as possible. And then I just try and get as much rest as possible. I really shut it down when I'm ever I'm in the van or the tour bus. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I was going to actually ask how, how how tough it is to eat well and, and uh, take care of yourself when you're on the road. It's work. You got to work for it. I mean, it is not, it's not easy. And I, Europe is 
certainly easier than the States. Right. Um, but it's just not easy because even when you are eating well, you don't have your normal routine mm-hmm. and just switching yeah. any of your routine up is like a real, it's kind of a mind fuck. You know what I mean? Like you're trying to do all these things and then you, you get really dependent on a lot of stuff and you just realize like you got a part of being on the road is just letting, letting go. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned, yeah. you know, uh, another, the next album coming, are you guys already working on that or is it just, like yeah, a, we've got a, a couple, thought. we've already written a couple songs and, um, hoping to write more on the road and get back in, get back in, <laughs> get yeah. back in the studio and record more. Yeah. Very cool. So, uh, where, where, where can everyone follow yourself in the band? Uh, you can follow us on our website, elizacorleysound.com. You can check us out on Instagram, which is at Liza Corley Sound. Um, Facebook, you know, all of the normal mm-hmm. online platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, buy the record on Apple, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where, you can, that's where you can see what we're up to. Very cool. Now, I'm going to let you go because you're in, you're, you're in the airport, so I don't want to keep you too long. <laughs> but... Not just because you're here. I really think your music's great. I was listening to it all morning. Thank you. Thank you, Neil. I really appreciate you having me on the show. I appreciate you doing it. Right on. Take care. You as well. Have a great time in uh, Europe. Will do. Bye now. Bye.